We are I. Today is one of those days where I could talk about a million different things, but I'm actually going to talk a little politics this morning, and I apologize for people or two people who uh, get annoyed when I talk about this, but um, I came across two uh, screen recordings. I'm going to actually play both of them. Uh, the first one's going to be care of CPAC, um, and True North reposted it. Um, that's where I pulled that. Um, the second one uh, is care of an exclusive interview with Rebel News. And the reason why that I think that this information is so uh, pertinent to be able to get out there is because this is how much the liberal government is lying to people right now in Canada and around the world. Because um, this week we've gone from, you know, Teresa Tam, our head medical health officer, saying that, you know, we should increase vaccinations to or vaccination status to three doses from two you know, to the to the next day, the prime minister getting COVID for the second time and praising his vaccines that the symptoms are minimal, which everybody knows overwhelmingly that they all are. If you are healthy, you don't have underlying health conditions to the next day, dropping mandates for unvaccinated Canadians across Canada. And it's just the absolute clown show and watching CPAC and the House of Commons debates back and forth showing just how entrenched the liberals are and still promoting this message, I think it's it's absolutely key that people start hearing it. Because not a lot of people are going to go watch CPAC. And, you know, before I never would have either, you know, but uh, things have changed now. And um, I think we should all look at this as learning lessons for, for Canadians. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to play the first one now. And I want you and everybody all across the world who listens to this podcast to understand exactly uh, what's happening in this video. That the state-owned, taxpayer-funded Canadian Broadcasting Corporation reported on February the 10th, 2022, that the GoFundMe donations to the convoy protest came from donors located outside of Canada. you agree with that? I don't have the report in front of me, and I haven't memorized all CBC reports, but I'm prepared to believe you. In fact, they stated that the donations came from America, United Kingdom, France, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, and the Netherlands. You'd also accept that as fact? I don't see the article before me, but you say that's what it says. They even claimed that the convoy might be Russian-funded. Do you recall that? Again, you're reading from the article. Yes. On March 21st, 2002, the CBC, without any explanation, without apology, without any clarity, retracted their story regarding the funding of the protest. You were aware of that? Again, I'm not speaking for the CBC. I'm speaking for the I'm not the asking Ministry you to speak Finance. for the CBC. I'm asking, were you informed that the CBC retracted the story, the false story, about foreign funding uh, donations to the convoy. Again, Mr. Brock, uh, I don't believe that the CBC is being interrogated here. I believe it's the government. Just of answer the question, Minister Freeland. Were you aware, yes or no? 
It's a simple question. I don't have the article before me, and I'm not here to answer questions about the CBC. The deputy prime minister, the most senior cabinet minister, is not prepared to accept whether or not the CBC retracted a false story? I don't speak for the CBC, sir. You, as the most senior cabinet minister and the deputy prime minister, relied upon that initial story from the CBC and shared your concerns with Canadians regarding terrorism funding and money laundering. Your words, correct? Let me be very clear. My principal concern when it comes to the illegal occupation and the illegal blockades is the economic harm that let was me done be to very Canada. clear minister freeland your words several times in the house referred to terrorism funding and money laundering are you saying you didn't use those words i am speaking here today and i am talking about the central motivation of our very serious And actions. I'm here to ask you questions, and I expect, unlike question period, I expect a response. So my response is, do you recall using the words terrorism funding and money laundering in the House and reporting outside the House? Yes or no, Minister Freeland? I believe if we were in a court of law where I think you once worked, that might be called badgering the witness, Mr. Brog. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Can we allow the question to be answered? Yes. Thank you. As I said, my core concern as Minister of Finance and my central justification for these very serious measures that we put in place, as was clear in my opening statement... You're not answering the question. I'm going to move on. I, you're not impact. answering the question, and I will move Madam, on. Madam, Madam Chair, on a point of order... The witness may not like the questions, but she's not entitled to establish her own facts in responding to an answer that is non-responsive and not relevant to the question. I'd actually just... Uh, uh, we'll move back 20 seconds and allow you to ask your last question. Do you agree with me that the uh, Deputy Director of FinTrack, Mr. McKillop, confirmed at committee that the convoy funding did not come from terrorism funding or money laundering and the typical person who donated hundreds and thousands of resources and posed no security threat? Do you accept that? What I accept, Mr. Brock, is that the core threat was to the Canadian economy, to our reputation as a trading partner and investment destination. Thank you I for the non-response, Minister. I made that clear in my Minister. opening remarks, and that is my view. Thank you for the non-response, Minister. Very helpful. <clears throat> so this goes to show exactly the kind of game playing that has happened in Canada. Not only can this... Deputy Minister of Canada, this the only person who is the most senior besides the Prime Minister in Canada is this woman, Christina Freeland, who can't even answer a question whether she said something multiple times on Twitter, on Global News, CBC News, in the House of Commons, everywhere. She can't even admit the words that came out of her mouth. This is the the absolute dirtiness of the liberal government. 
and it gets even worse. This is on a slightly different topic because I won't even go down the rabbit hole that she wants to blame that it was the truckers that caused the economic distress in Canada, but it was the actual mandates of the Liberal government that caused the economic distress in Canada. And here is a prime example of exactly how far the Liberal government is willing to go to lie to Canadians and how those same mandates were never justified by their air quotes science of their so-called experts. Challenge. So the government brought forth a surprising number of, of government officials and external experts, 16 in total. Hmm. And so these are the people that the ministers keep referring to as we're relying on the experts. And the testimony that we got from those experts in cross-examination, even today, it's still going on. It started mid-May, and the cross-examinations are scheduled to conclude at the end of June. It's just been a grueling daily schedule here. Mm -hmm. But for example, the head epidemiologist for the Public Health Agency of Canada admitted while I was cross-examining her that they never recommended vaccination of air travelers. Huh. I was stunned. Huh. And I can provide you the transcript. I can provide you with her affidavit. The written advice that they provided did not identify vaccination as a mitigation strategy. They identified masking. They identified uh, spacing at arrivals, departures, and on the plane and things like that, a quarantine area if someone was sick. Um, but And when I put it to her that they hadn't, in fact, recommended vaccination, this is the head epidemiologist for the government of Canada, she said, she volunteered, that the reason is the scientific evidence doesn't support that it would be effective. And so we've, through this trial, we've had this incredible disconnect where we've had the politicians saying, oh, the experts are telling us this. We're cross-examining the experts and looking at their filed evidence. It's not saying this. And they're saying, oh, no, this is a political decision. Clearly, the government, the Liberal government, has been playing politics with Canadians' fundamental charter rights cross-examination now <clears throat> i'm not going to get into a rant on this i'm going to end this podcast here just to give people an opportunity to think long and hard about what those two videos mean the narrative behind them and what this actually means for our freedoms not only in canada but from around the world